Welcome to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith, founder and president of the Wealthcare Investment Center. Each week, we discuss strategies to help you preserve, protect, and enhance your wealth because saving for retirement is just the beginning. We've developed an innovative approach to retirement wealth and tax management, powerful strategies to help you get the most from your nest egg and help you live the retirement you want and deserve. Have a question for the team? Connect with us at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Or call 888-888-5601. 888-888-5601. Get more retirement starts now. Yes, it does. Hello and welcome to Get More Retirement. Along with Bruce Smith, I'm Cheryl White. And today we will be talking more about the seven-minute retirement checkup and what you can learn about your retirement plan in just seven minutes. Hey there, Bruce. Hey, how are you doing? (laughs) Hey, I thought of you when I found this next story. It's about an experimental supersonic jet, the X-59. Ah, yes, the one without the crack, the one that doesn't boom. (laughs) That's right. Uh, NASA and Lockheed, they just debuted this. Now, it's small. I don't think it can hold anyone except for the crew. But this technology could cut travel time between New York and London to three and a half hours. Oh, yeah. It's a test of a design. I mean, it looks like a flying needle when you look at this thing. It's, It's long and it's really felt. It's amazing. It's a proof of concept, really. So you can scale, and certainly we have the jet engines that'll do these things. So I think it's just amazing. But that was always one of the big complaints was, you know, the, the sonic boom. And of course, there are military applications if you can do away with the sonic boom. Bruce, if I read this correctly, the crew sits in the middle mm-hmm. of this craft. So it's yes. all instrument. Yes. You're in the center of the airframe. So it's not... Like most of your, I mean, your commercial jetliners, most of your passenger planes and such, it's side by side. Here, everything is dead center. So when you're looking, it's because it's very tight, you know, the way it's put together. It is a well-advanced test bed, really. I knew you'd know. So, and it's a Lockheed NASA joint venture. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, can, you can bet it's going to be fun. So The X-59, watch the for X-59. it. So since we're having these, these wonderful X discussions, what was the X-1? Ooh, the X-1. Yeah. Wow, I don't know. We'll tell you later in the program. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Maybe that's the one that it was the first I'll, I'll put, one. I'll put a word in front of it. It was the Bell X1. That There's your clue. The name of it was Glamorous Glennis. <laughs> wow. You're giving me lots of clues that aren't helping at all. That's so, okay. One, that's one Jager broke the sound barrier in. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of excitement over that. And for yeah. a while, there was a whole lot of excitement that maybe interest rate cuts in the first quarter of 2024, but now sort of starting to fizzle out a little bit. Well, they were supersonic in all the rate raises they did. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We are the effect of the interest rate boom. So, um, but ironically, you know, everybody keeps talking about interest rate cut, interest rate cut, interest rate cut. This is one of those things that, you know, it, it, while it sounds great, you know, okay, so I went from having a credit line of 9% to 8 and 3 quarters. Is that really going to make that much of a difference compared to the fact that it used to be 3 and it went to 9? So we right. have to be realistic about that. There's a lot of things going on in the credit world, and, you know, we are seeing credit defaults rising in the credit card end of the world again. Mortgages, we're starting to see some home defaults in the mortgage elements out there. So these interest rates are, are definitely taking a bite in a lot of things, and, of course, how it affects our national debt. But it's affecting all of us because... Because it's making not just the the things that we've borrowed money for more expensive, but it's making all the things that we buy more expensive. And if you're retired, that means that you're draining your nest egg faster than you anticipated because things are costing more, interest rates are higher, and inflation has been very real. I know. And that's exactly where I wanted to take this conversation, because how can we protect that nest egg, Bruce? And how can we find out where we are? With our retirement plan, how can we really drill down on what we have and will that be enough? It's interesting. We had a listener sent me an email and he was talking about the the new seven-minute retirement checkup. And he's like, why would I really want to do this? Because it seems to me like there's some kind of a come on to it. And, and there's not. The whole idea is that we need to be educated. And in discussion, there's a couple of emails went back and forth. And I said, here's the thing you got to realize. Financial industry, and I don't care whether you're dealing with banks, insurance companies, Wall Street firms, or even the government. Everything is built for what we call the common problems that we're trying to solve across a wide swath 
of our American population that is nearing retirement or already retired. So it's kind of a out of the box solution, you know. So and a lot of times, unfortunately, it's the product solution where you buy a product and that fixes the problem. But that product wasn't designed for you. That product was designed for millions of people to purchase as a product, as a sale. So most retirement planning is based on common needs that can affect so many people. And what's happened though, is the idea of pay taxes later is the people who have been the best people who prepared for retirement, i.e. they have saved more, they've been more diligent in their savings, they maxed out their match from their employer, they did all these things, so they got a sizable nest egg, a decent nest egg. And ironically, I thought it was kind of funny that they said, now 10% of Americans today are millionaires. 10% of Americans mm -hmm. today. Are, now, it includes your house, you know, your vehicles and everything, but having a net worth of a million dollars, that used to be a goal. Big you know? deal. Yeah. And nowadays, just with the escalation of everything, as the old saying goes, it doesn't go as far as it used to. So do you want that custom fit? Do you want a customized plan for your personal situation or is whatever the common kind of the low-hanging fruit version of planning you know, do you want that? Is that good enough for you? Or do you want the one that is custom fit to your situation? That's what's different. So what does that look like? And that was really why we did what we did. There are 12 key opportunities. So if the goal is that you are listening, and if your goal is I want to get the maximum lifetime benefit that I can get, that I can squeeze out of my retirement nest egg, that's what I want for me, for my spouse, and for my family. Now, I think we can agree that that is something that certainly fits the majority, if not everybody out there in the pre-retirement or already retired part of the population. So if that's your goal, then how do you unlock that benefit? What's the secret? And it really isn't a secret. There are 12 key opportunities that you have to take advantage of every single one of them for, as it applies to your situation if you're gonna achieve that goal. Say you unlock 11 of the 12. Okay, so you had 11 of the keys, but not one, then you're going to miss that opportunity. You're going to miss the value of that opportunity, and you will not achieve the goal. You will fall short. If you overlook six of the 12, you're going to be that much further away from that goal. So the idea of the seven-minute retirement checkup was, so here's your 12 questions. Basically, it's going to ask you 12 reasonably simple questions, and a lot of them are yes, no answers, and it's going to let you self-assess without having to go sit down with a financial advisor, without having to go spend money or spend time to go do these things, because we're all so busy. You can sit there in the comfort of your home. You can sit there at work on your phone. You can do this easily with almost any device out there, because basically, here's the 12 opportunities. Here's the 12 keys that you need to unlock that maximum value. And then you just have to be honest with yourself because it's going to ask you, would you want this as part of your plan? And then do you have this as part of your plan? That's it. That's the whole quiz. That's the whole 12 questions. And then it's going to generate a report to you that's going to show you what you selected and said you wanted or didn't want, but it is going to show you the importance of each one of those keys and how it brings value to a retirement plan. And that is irrespective of financial advisors, financial companies, financial products, none of that. It's basically saying, look, here's the basics. Here's the benefit. Here's why it's important. The rest is up to you to go find that or, or to go seek that out or to go get that into your plan. Where do you start? You should start with a goal, which the goal is very clear. And then there should be, how am I doing towards that goal? Do I have all the things in place for it? That's what it's all about. Well, to take the seven-minute retirement checkup is simple. Bruce just explained how to do it. I'm going to tell you where to do it. Go to retirementradio7.com. It is that simple. RetirementRadio7.com. We have much more on the way as Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith continues. You've been planning your retirement for some time, but now you are watching the economy and financial markets destroying your plan. If your path to retirement or through retirement is in question, it's time for a second option. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, we can help you elevate your planning to weather financial storms today and into the future. 
We know you don't want to postpone retirement or run out of money during retirement. So now is your best time to talk with an elite wealth strategist. Let us show you how our high level of planning and management could help you protect and grow your wealth during volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for a sustainable retirement income. Let us help you get your planning back on track and moving in the right direction. Now is the right time to upgrade your plan. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the wealth care team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. When you feel your life's too hard, just go have a talk with God. Hey there, this is Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. And on this show, Bruce offers you something new to help you get more out of your retirement. It's the seven-minute retirement checkup. And you may be wondering, how much can I really learn in seven minutes? Well, we're going to ask Bruce that question coming up, and we'll share with you how and where to get your seven-minute retirement checkup. But Bruce, I wanted to share with you a story I found this week about artificial intelligence. We talk about AI a lot on the show because it's become really a very big deal. You can't hide from it. I think it's in a lot of places we don't even realize it is yet. I think you're right about that. And there's an annual gathering of economists at Davos, and they're saying that AI is here. The future is here. The International Monetary Fund is saying, for better or worse, 60 percent of jobs could be affected by AI in advanced economies such as the U.S., 60% of jobs. So if you have a job and you think that maybe your job is one of those that could be affected by AI and you're looking at retirement in the next five, 10 years, how can you make sure that you're okay headed into retirement? Are there any steps you can take to kind of shore up your nest egg? Wow. Well, there's a lot of things. Wow. You you covered a lot of turf with that one. And I know, know, but you can handle it. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, if if you think back, um, it's funny, you see these things on Facebook and you have to kind of roll your eyes a little bit, but the old adage, you know, to thine own self be true. And it really applies here. Just the other day, I saw where a guy had this paper tape with little holes punched in it. And it said, if you know, you know. Well, the fact is that that particular tape is how you would program. Back in the day, you would go to a computer terminal that didn't even have a screen. So you would type in, you know, line 10, do this, line 20, do that. And you would type out a program and then you would print this tape. And then you'd run that tape when you wanted the computer far away and in Philadelphia to run your program and give some kind of a printout result of it. I'm that old. <laughs> I, I remember... I, Hearing about that. I I remember that, you know, (laughs) and then when I was going to South Carolina for engineering, two things. One was, you know, we used real draft paper, real vellum, real drafting pencils, you know, and we learned how to draft using triangles and and squares and drafting tables and things like that. And of course, that was, you know, the beginnings, whispers of AutoCAD, you know, they were going to have computer assisted drafting. You're like, oh, that, that, that can't be. Computer programs then was a card deck. You would have each line of your program was on an IBM card deck and you had these decks of these big giant cards looked like about the size of a, a third of a sheet of paper. And you would put a rubber band around them, go down to the computer center, and they would run it. And, of course, you'd get error in line 270, and you got to figure out which card that was. Then we had the 8-inch floppy drives, the 5-and-a-quarter-inch floppies, the 3-and-a-half-inch floppies, computers that had had 20 megabytes total in their hard drive. Now we're up into terabytes, you know, or beyond. Bruce, um, you're making my head hurt. My point is, all of these things have happened, yet people are still employed. People are still logical. People are still needed to know the difference between what AI generates and what AI doesn't. But what you can't do, and why I say to thine own self be true, is don't take the attitude of I'm five years from retirement, I'm 10 years from retirement, that doesn't apply to me, that's never going to happen to me. You've got to be open-minded, more so than probably in the past, because we are seeing a rapid evolution. This is not an industry 
limited tool. This is not only for engineers or for doctors or for warehouse managers. This is a process. This is an element that has universal application. So if you think it's not coming to your field, you're wrong. I'll just make it real simple. I don't care if you work in a grocery store. I don't care if you work in a stock exchange. I don't care if you work in a bank. I don't care if you work on a construction site. It's coming. When you see that bulldozer bulldozing the woods down and leveling an area for a new warehouse, I happen to know a lot about equipment because I love running equipment. That's kind of my passion in my spare time. I like playing with equipment. Those things are laser guided now. Instead of the guy having the skill of knowing when to pick the blade up, put the blade down, turn the blade, do whatever, in many cases that's reasonably automated and there's a laser somewhere on that job site that they're able to grade that first time out within a tenth of an inch. So guess what? <laughs> you know, To the guy that's okay with that, fine. To the guy that says, I'm not running that new machine because it's got a lot of newfangled gadgets, you can't take that attitude. You've got to kind of go with the flow. And you say, well, I don't want to. Well, you may not have a choice. On the contrary to that, which we see with a lot of our doctor clients, whenever they came out with mandatory electronic medical records, a lot of my doctor clients came back and said, look, run my planning a little tighter. Can I go now? And that may be a decision. You know, you say, hey, I want to go now because I don't want to go through this. Can you afford to do that? Again, are you unlocking all the opportunities to maximize the benefit of that nest egg you have? Regardless of the size of the nest egg, it's not the size of the nest egg that matters. And I know that sounds ludicrous and probably counter to what most financial people say, but you know, we see these articles all the time on the internet and hear about them on the radio. If you've saved $500,000 or more, can you survive in retirement? Versus the guy says, you gotta have a million dollars. Another person says you could have $2 million. If you do everything right with managing that money efficiently, not just looking at the growth of investments, but also minimizing the expenses. And I'm not talking about saving a nickel on a gallon of gas. I'm talking about saving a couple hundred thousand dollars of what you send to the government over your retirement lifetime because of smart tax management, in addition to investment management. These are incredible value creating opportunities. You know, so the person who's efficient can certainly accomplish their goals and do it with a lot less money than the person who does not have that level of management. So they have to have a lot more money because they're going to be giving more money to the government. They're going to have to endure required minimum distributions. They're going to pay a lot more in taxes. They typically take more risk with their money and, and don't come out really that much further ahead, if at all. So there's a lot of things that go into that. But when you want to retire, you've got to now consider how will the job that I have change? Because AI is going to make things more efficient but, Bruce, I remember uh, when I was in television, when the um, cameras became computer operated and the yes. camera operators yeah. were let go or mm -hmm. reassigned. But a lot of them did decide to go ahead and take early retirement. And there was a, a lot of concern then. Am I OK? Will I be all right if I take early retirement? And that's why it kind of hit home with me when I saw this article. And at what point is it too early or is it ever too early to really start thinking about your retirement plan to get a handle on it? Oh, no. One of the reasons I got into this business, I was a nuke engineer. I was making a lot of money and I knew a lot about a lot of things, but I knew I didn't know a lot about money. And my first couple of experiences involved dealing with financial advisors. The first one was a gentleman from IDS, which is now Ameriprise or American Express Financial Advisors. And he said, hey, buy this life insurance policy. It's a great investment, his words, and then do this other thing and you'll be doing really well. I was in the military at the time, like, yeah, okay, it sounds good. I read all the fine print and I went, wait a second, you know, what about this? What about that? Then I had a Merrill Lynch guy whenever I came out as a civilian and started engineering. I was at Three Mile Island. And that's where, you know, he said, you know, we do this, 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 and this. And when you get to a million dollars, we do this. And I said, wait a second, that seems like a good idea. Why don't we do that now? So what he was doing was saying, these are the opportunities we give people up to this level of wealth. And once you accomplish this level of wealth, we'll give you some additional opportunities. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter how old you are whether it be your 40 years from retirement, 20 years from retirement, five years from retirement, getting ready to retire next month, next week, tomorrow, or whether you've already been retired five, 10, 15, or 20 years. There's never a wrong time to embrace these additional opportunities that you may have overlooked or been unaware of, or your advisor overlooked or been unaware of or never had available to them. 
When do you want to begin being as smart as possible about your money? And you do that by education. You do that by being able to say, okay, what is it I should be looking at? Well, here's the 12 key opportunities, the 12 keys of retirement, if you will. And each one of those keys unlocks additional value for you. We see people and we find that maybe they have a traditional investment plan and nothing more. So they've got maybe three of the keys of the 12. And we say, well, okay, let's add some additional investment portfolio management keys. And they go, hey, I like that. Sounds like a good idea. And find out that their plan over their lifetime, you know, was was, was going to cost them about a half a million dollars in lost potential benefit because they weren't employing all the portfolio keys. We look at taxes and say tax management. So I didn't have any of that. You said, well, okay, that's about eight different keys. So let's add those keys. And if you kept the investments you had, you find that the tax management, not having that was costing you about 900,000. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. The benefit of smart portfolio management made about a $400,000 projected difference. But smart tax management made about a $900,000 projected difference. So it shows you the importance of not accepting the financial industry telling you we don't provide tax advice. You better have a tax management strategy because that's really where the best horsepower is. But here's the one that people miss. We've broken apart and said, here's tax management. We said, here's portfolio management. So if you put the two together, one was $900,000 benefit. And this is on a million dollar account from somebody age 60. It's our test case that we talk about. So 900,000 benefit from the tax projected benefit from the tax planning, 400,000 from the investment planning. So if you add those together, it's about a million three, right? So it would make sense to do the tax management and the portfolio management, wouldn't you agree? I would. And I think if I asked that of the listeners, they would say, yeah, that, that makes sense. So what do you think the benefit is if you put them together? Well, of course you add them together. But you got them together, right? Well, sure. Million. Wrong answer. Oh, okay. Because this is what people miss. The reason you want to have a comprehensive, all-encompassing retirement plan that hits all the key opportunities is because those benefits compound each other. In this case, if you had the tax management, which is projected at about a $900,000 additional benefit, the investment management alone, about a $400,000 benefit, combined, it's not 1.3 million, it's 2 million, a $2 million difference if you had all 12 keys versus having three of the keys. So does it make sense to say, I'd like to know what those other nine would be? How do I know what they are? And the answer is you just do a simple seven minute retirement survey. That's it. Okay. That's, that's it. what that's I want. It. All right. <laughs> all right. You got me. Okay. All 12. So here's how to get your seven-minute retirement checkup in your own space, on your own time. The seven-minute retirement checkup. Just go to retirementradio7.com. It's that simple. Retirementradio7.com. Hey, we hope you'll stay with us because we have much more on the way as Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith continues. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealth Care Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. This is Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. Now, Bruce, you know that is one of Janis Joplin's most memorable songs, Mercedes Benz, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she wanted a Mercedes Benz because all her friends drive Porsches, right? Well, she drove a Porsche. She, That's the funniest part of the whole thing. She actually had a Porsche. I know and drove she a did. Porsche. Yeah. So her Porsche um, in 1968, um, she bought a 64, mm-hmm. and she bought it for thirty five hundred dollars. Now, she paid one of the guys, one of her roadies, to repaint it. I mean, like, just psychedelic psychedelic. colors. Right, right. Psychedelic. I remember it. Yeah. So, in the 90s, I guess, her siblings started restoring it, asked some artists to recreate the paint job, Mm -hmm. and then it sold at auction 45 years after she died. Mm -hmm. You know how much it sold for? I saw it. I don't really. it, It was millions. Yeah, one point seven six mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. She bought it for thirty five hundred dollars, and <laughs> she bought a four year old Porsche. Yeah, but she had to be famous, and she had to be dead for it to be really worth that. That is so, true. That it is didn't true. help. Didn't help her a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, but, but still, uh, that's kind of interesting. It was such a crazy paint job. It was just so. Much a symbol of the times, I guess. Hey, a minute ago, Bruce, you were talking about saving on taxes, right? And it is almost tax time, of course. The IRS will start accepting tax returns on the 29th. I've got a question for you. Is it possible that the COLA, the cost of living increase for Social Security in Mm -hmm. 23, could mean an unexpected federal tax bill for some retirees this year when they file? It can, because a couple things happen there. First of all, we talk about the taxation of the Social Security benefits themselves. It's still amazing to me in this day and age that the number of people we sit down with, because, you know, again, Social Security is one of those things that you don't really think about it until it's time that you actually are going to take it. And for most people, they're a mandatory retirement age where they can take the benefit and not have any of it clawed back because they're still working is like 66 or 67. So the number of 64-year-olds, 63-year-olds, 62-year-olds we sit down with, we say now here's a Social Security and here's the taxation. And they're going, what are you talking about? That's my money. What do you mean? I'm being paying tax again? It's like, yeah, because of the income you're going to need to take out of your IRAs, you're going to pay taxes on Social Security. Now, there's three different levels of taxation of Social Security. There's 0% up to a very low income number, then there's they'll tax up to 50% of your Social Security benefits or they'll tax up to 85% of your Social Security benefits. So even though this adjustment of Social Security bumping it up 8%, but say you're getting a pension somewhere else, you know, you put those numbers together for these calculations and in the worst case scenario, you may find that the combination bumps you into another tax bracket federally but it also may bump you over that tax bracket for how much your Social Security gets taxed. The third element that people really don't think about is the healthcare angle where your Medicare is coming out of your Social Security check, but you may trigger another level of that where the Medicare is more. So there are cases in the right situation, in the perfect storm, if you will, that people may say, you know, hey, I'm getting more Social Security, 8%, that's great, but it ended up triggering a couple of nasty tax or uh, healthcare related events that you may find yourself getting having significantly less spending money because you're sending more money to the government in the form of higher tax costs and possibly higher Medicare costs. So it's all about knowing how all of this impacts the next thing. And they're layered. See, that's what that's, we talk yes. about, the compounding of these key opportunities in retirement planning. The sales part of the financial industry loves to do what they call find your hot button. If you had a broken left leg, it's like, okay, so where's the pain point? Keep pushing on the left leg. You know, the right leg's fine, but let's push on the left leg and you'll be in pain. So they find that sore spot or that pain point, and it's like, here's what the problem is, and here's the solution. You buy this magic thing. You literally have to have like 12 eyes (laughs) and be able to look at 12 separate things all the time because they interrelate and they compound each other. That compounded growth whenever you were growing your money was great, but the compounding of cost in retirement is where it really starts to crack and drain the nest egg much harder. So that's why it's important to look at all these opportunities to reduce the taxation or even eliminate the taxation of Social Security. Believe it or not, there are people out there, we have clients that have a million dollars taking income from that million dollars and they don't pay one cent in taxes on the income they're taking or one cent 
in taxes on their Social Security, and they get the lowest possible Medicare cost. Now, how did they do that? Very simple. They made sure that they had all the different key opportunities unlocked, that they were getting all that benefit as part of their planning. Now, will it work for you? I can't guarantee it will, but I can tell you that we've done planning for almost a billion dollars in retirement assets, and we find it works in 95% of the cases. So there's a pretty good chance that, you know, your planning is leaving money on the table by not unlocking these different opportunities. I'd say that is a pretty good chance, yes. So before we move on to the next story, which is related to the one we were just talking about, I'm going to give you the place to go where you can take the seven-minute retirement checkup. It is retirementradio7.com. It's so simple, the address to go to and the checkup itself, the seven-minute retirement checkup. And we'll talk more about that in just a second, but I want to slide right on into this next story, Bruce, because it is all related. And this is about medical expenses. It's another huge cost in retirement. And it's one that we find in survey after survey that retirees tend to underestimate Mm-hmm. And then oh, they, yeah. they get really surprised by it when something happens. And the longer you live, the greater the chance that you're going to need some sort of care and maybe even extended care. And that's when it really ratchets up the cost. Oh, yeah. I didn't used to give long-term care scenarios as much credit as they deserve. And until you have gone through it with a family member, you don't realize what it really is and what it really looks like. We throw around numbers and, you know, and when we ask people, say, if you had a long-term care event, what do you think it would cost, you know, on a monthly basis? And we still have people that are looking at us and saying $3,000, $4,000, $5,000. Those are old numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Those numbers are more like anywhere from seven to $10,000 a month. But here's the scary part. That is only for the home, only for the care facility. Then on top of that, every single gauze pad that's used, every pill that is dispensed, all of those things are additional costs. And we've seen cases where it was $9,000 for the facility and another $3,000 a month for all the other ancillary items. Mm -hmm. You know, that's 12 grand. That's 144 grand a year. Women typically have longer periods in a long-term care facility than men do. Men are about 2.4 years. I think women's about five years now on average, which is creepy. It could be a half million, three, a quarter of a million dollar unplanned expenditure. And certainly that drains the nest egg. And people are saying, you know, oh, well, you know, the the government will eventually pay for it. Well, yeah, after you've spent your money. And, And ladies and gentlemen, that includes your IRA money. That includes your 401k money. You can't insulate or protect those qualified assets in most cases. So you find yourself draining your nest egg because of this unplanned expense. Now, what can you do? You know, how can you have an additional reserve? And the only way to understand that is either A, you go back to work, which you're probably not going to do in your 70s, or find a job in your 70s, unless it's doing AI. Okay. (laughs) The other thing is, it's like, okay, how can I build up an additional reserve for these unforeseen circumstances? And it really goes back to, again, saying, how do I get the most value out of my nest egg? So maybe if you can significantly reduce the future expenses of taxes, keep more of that money where it belongs, keep more of that money growing, be smarter in your portfolio design and keep that money growing, but significantly reduce the volatility of that portfolio so you're not losing monies to down markets, things like that. And over time, you could find over a five or 10 year period with all of those strategies in play that you may have an additional reserve laying there of three or $400,000 that otherwise would have been lost to unnecessary but avoidable taxes or unnecessary market losses, things like that. Unplanned healthcare events are one of the most significant expenses out there. I've been doing this almost 40 years. I've watched this machine being built. You know, as it used to be, we were senile and then we died. <laughs> and senile because we couldn't remember things. Now we have names for it, like Alzheimer's and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we have facilities and levels of care and medications and all of these different things. But I say, you know, that the long term care industry has built a machine that's designed to have you spend down your retirement before you're gone transfer that wealth to their pockets, their bank accounts. It's a very realistic scenario. About 70% of retirees will see some form 
of a long-term care scenario in their lifetime. Now, it might be a month, a two-month stay. It could be a five-year stay. It could be a 10-year stay. I mean, it varies. We all think it's not going to happen to us, but the reality is it's happening every day, and it happens to people you know. It's happened maybe to people you love and care for, and believe me, it is one of the most stressful, emotional pits that you'll experience in your lifetime. So we can't necessarily elevate the emotional issue, but we can maybe put some ease in there if we can help contain the financial issue. It's part of the planning that we do for everybody, you know, so I think it's it's something that's a very real consideration and there are some very real solutions out there, but you've got to have that level of planning where you're, again, unlocking all those opportunities to maximize that retirement wealth so you have that additional reserve that otherwise would have been lost to avoidable taxes or unnecessary market losses, things like that. Well, Bruce, does this start with the seven-minute retirement checkup? Can you determine the health of your retirement plan by taking the checkup? Oh, absolutely. Let's say you're taking a trip to Florida. And here we are, you know, we're in Pennsylvania. And anytime you use the word drive to Florida, I'm not saying fly, let's say drive, you're going to go down 95. And 95 is just a miserable road in different parts of 95. Actually, what I went through recently with air travel, you know, if you're going to take a an air travel route, you know, if you just go about it cold turkey, get a ticket and get in line and do your thing, you're going to have one kind of experience. But if you talk to people and they say, hey, you can do this or this or this, or here's a better route, or here's a better way to get through security at the airport, or here's a better way to get that extra legroom on the airplane. So if people gave you information about opportunities to make that journey better, more rewarding, more efficient, you would welcome that. That's why the seven-minute retirement checkup is that starting point. You're going to be asked the same 12 questions I would ask you if you were sitting in front of me and paying me hourly to do that. So you're able to say, you know, what are these 12 opportunities? I'd like to know what they are. And you may find a lot of them are ones you didn't even know were available. Hmm. And now that you know they're available, that's the beginning point. So now you end up with a checklist and say, these are the things I want in my plan. And then, you know, you find a way to get those in your planning so you're getting the benefit of those opportunities. But it's something that you designed. It's not something somebody sold to you or somebody pressured you into or a seminar that was selling a hot product or something like that. This is something where it's retirement on your terms. And it begins with being armed with a checklist of saying, these are the opportunities I want. And you're able to make that selection and you make it with no outside interference, no pressure, no anything. You're able to just do it in a very simple online assessment. And that's what the seven minute retirement checkup is. Well, here's how to take it. The seven minute retirement checkup is available to you right now. It's free. RetirementRadio7.com. RetirementRadio7.com. Get more retirement with Bruce Smith. We'll be right back. I am so into you. Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the Wealthcare Investment Center. At Wealthcare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial market, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level of planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Yes, they call him the street. That song makes me laugh every time. Don't look, Ethel. (laughs) (laughs) The streak, Ray Stevens. Uh, Hey, great to have you along today for Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. 
Well, who's you know. having quite a good time, quite frankly. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of folks say, Bruce, when they retire, they want to do a little more fishing, but not hey, like this guy. That's, that's the name of the game. You want to have fun. You know, yep. life, life's too short if you don't have fun. There was a guy in Alabama who was arrested for taking off all his clothes and jumping into a fish tank at a local Bass Pro Shop. Oh, my God. I saw the video of that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was apparently not thinking clearly, crashed his car into a pole in the parking lot, and then got out of his car, took off his clothes, and did a cannonball into the aquarium. Because, yep. you know, they're huge. That those, was huge. Those they things were, yeah. are gigantic. And they have those steps that go up beside them. Yes. So I'm sure he ran they, up the steps and yahoo. Yeah, you know, jumped, jumped right on in there. But then when he climbed out, he fell, knocked himself out. But yep. he woke up just as they were putting the cuffs on. So I saw the video of this. I mean, he was swimming in the fish tank and the two security guards were there, the cops or whatever. And, and he was just starting to get out in the video. And we have a Bass Pro in Harrisburg and I knew where the stairs are. And yeah, it, it wouldn't be that hard at all. Well, I know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it, but I, I've never yeah. really considered jumping in. But we're human. If it can be done, <laughs> I know. It, we I... will do it. That's it. Okay. All right. So here's a little something, a question for you about fear of a different kind, because I, I don't know that I want to jump into a tank with a bunch of fish that I don't know their origin or what they might do to me. But what about investing? So you're saying you do want to jump into a fish tank if you know who the fish are. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> well, we've set a limit here. Okay. That's well, I, ha- I have jumped into a tank with the whale sharks because they told me they fed them. So I yeah. knew they weren't hungry. And so that was okay. A lot of people seem to have a fear of something else, investing. They have their money, then they're going, okay, well, I'm fine because I've got it over here. But if I invest it, there's a chance I could lose it. I know Mm -hmm. I could make money, but I could also lose it. Mm -hmm. So is there a fear of investing? And should we try to get over that if we do have it? First of all, I think the fear of investing is what it should be. And that is the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of not knowing something. And, you know, there is something when you place your, in this case, your wealth in somebody else's hands and you trust them to do the right things. But there really is a a communication gap and I think a large gap in the fact that quite often that person who you're entrusting that money to, unfortunately, may not have that the right level of knowledge or the right level of experience or the right tools to be able to get the greatest value out of that money. And sometimes it's just selling a product. It's not meant to be a negative, but it's like you've got to find somebody's need and fill it. So, you know, here's a solution. And they tell them how great these are. Make the mistake. I was a broker for my first 10 years in the business. And my job was to sell you the shiny object that was going to make everything all better for you. And people put their trust in you. And I did the best with the tools and what I had available to me. But as I went up through the ranks and became vice chairman of the national brokerage and worked with wealthy people, I found that wealthy people don't accept that. That's not good enough for them. They want a customized, a personalized program that fits their situation. And my job was to find ways to maximize their wealth, both in the form of growing that wealth, but also conserving that wealth and not unnecessarily paying taxes or losing money unnecessarily to the market, things like that. You don't get that level of expertise from just everybody. You know, if you're going to work with somebody, the best wisdom I can give you, whether it's a do-it-yourselfer or whether you're going to work with an advisor, is you should feel comfortable and you should always be talking in terms of common sense. Whenever we talk about the 12 key opportunities that we do in the 7-Minute Retirement Checkup, there's not one of these things that you're going to look at and say, that's complex, or I don't understand it, or why Why would I want to do that? Every single one of these is very simple, makes sense, simple, common sense. I always say, you know, good retirement planning should be common sense and simple math, nothing more. And I think that's where you can alleviate the fear of knowledge. You don't have to have a PhD in finance to invest. So again, applying common sense can work if you eliminate the sales process. The fear of investing, you know, I think you want to be honest. You should be honest about your goals, but also honest with what you're comfortable with. If somebody says, well, here's how much this money could grow in this particular program, in the back of your mind, you're saying, yeah, but it can go down, and they're not telling me that part, then you should bring that to the front and say, well, how much can I lose? If they start dancing, you should say, okay, I don't want to do that program. If they say, well, here's the potential for loss, here's the potential for gain, and they tell you that right up front without your prodding, then you're probably in the right place because that's the reality of investing. And anything beyond that is just a sale 
sales presentation that's unfortunately biased in the wrong direction. Living beyond your means. How you spend your money in retirement is as important, if not more important, than how you grow your money. I've had people that we've sat down with and we've developed plans for them. And I said, look, you're going to be broke by the time you're 70. And I'll have you know that I talked to three other advisors. And I said, yeah, they want your money. I don't chase people to become clients of mine. I work with people that are looking to achieve goals and are looking for the wisdom that I have to provide and the experience I have to provide them. A lot of these deals, they're chasing people, trying to get them to do business. You know, we have enough people doing business with us and we have lots of people that want to do business with us because they're trying to elevate their planning, elevate what they're doing. Procrastination is a big one. One of the biggest mistakes I hear is people will say, well, I invested a half a million dollars and it dropped to $400,000. When I get back to $500,000, then I'll make the change. Well, time out. You know, how are you going to get there? And is there a more efficient way or a safer way to get back to 500000 And you should make that change now because you may never get back to 500000 especially if you are now retired and you're no longer contributing to the money. Your employer is no longer adding money to the pot and you're pulling money out in the form of income. Your chances of getting back to that starting point may even be virtually impossible. Even with the best strategies, you may not get back there. So you want to find the best adaptation of what your strategy should be going forward, not waiting and not procrastinating or be frozen in position. You want to have a planning that'll show you what percent is guaranteed or protected. It could be a pension. It could be social security. It could be an annuity payout. I'm not a big fan of those, but it could be. And then say, here's the portion that is coming from your pot of money, from your retirement assets. So where's the income going to come from? But somebody should be able to point that out to you. And then finally, you want to have a proactive series of wealth building. What if the market tanks? What if the market goes up? What will happen to my money? What will happen if taxes increase? What happens if they raise Medicare premiums? What happens if I receive some additional income in the form of a required distribution that bumps me another tax bracket, raises my Medicare, and raises the taxes on my Social Security? How will that affect me? How much control will I have over my retirement assets versus being forced to take money out over my lifetime at increasing amounts each year? Here's the thing. Retirement planning should be evaluated on the basis of what we call a lifetime retirement value. What will it do for you over your lifetime? Not one year, not the next 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. The strategies that I'm doing, all the opportunities that I'm embracing that I want to unlock for my planning, what will that mean to me over my retirement lifetime for you, for a surviving spouse, and inevitably for any unused wealth if it goes to your kids? And understanding that as a comprehensive plan and a compounding plan, remember, we want it to compound in a positive benefit as opposed to a negative benefit. Those are the keys that I think will put you at ease. But it's not that complex, especially if you're working with an advisor that can provide exceptional value at competitive cost. One of the emails we got last week from the seven-minute retirement checkup was I used to work with an advisor and I paid them a fee, but I really didn't think they were providing any value. So I'm a do-it-yourselfer. How would this benefit me? And my response was very simple. If you can facilitate and implement all 12, in this case, they had selected all 12 of the keys to unlock all the 12 different opportunities of planning, said, if you could do all that yourself, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's significant value to be had in working with an advisor if you're unable to do those things, or maybe you don't have access to all of the things that will cause those to come to fruition. But it has to be a competitive cost. So we talked about costs a little bit, what the range of costs would be for different advisors, and they found out that it was actually less money than they were paying an advisor who was giving them just investment information. They were able to get all 12 of these keys for about 30% less than what they were paying that advisor just for investments. So don't think that in order to do all this, you're going to have to pay a big giant premium to get that. Quite often, it's very competitive what other advisors are charging just for an investment plan, in many cases, even less. Bruce, we only have a minute or so left, but I do want to point out that it is free. There's no cost to take the seven-minute retirement checkup. No, it's fully automatic. You go to retirementradio, the number seven.com. You go there. It's going to take you through basically the 12 key opportunities. And all it's really asking is saying, is this something you would want as part of your planning? 
And is this something that you currently have as part of your planning? So the output is basically, it's just a simple checklist. You know, yes, I have these things or no, I don't have these and I want them, but give me a little more information. What is this exactly? And it'll tell you what each one of these opportunities are, you know, in the general overview type scenario. Then you're armed with a checklist of whether you're a do-it-yourself or you go back and say, okay, am I doing these things or how can I implement these? If you're working with an advisor, you say, hey, these are the things I want. How quick can I get them? because it's what I want in my plan. I decided this, not you. And what's it going to cost me? And if you find that that's not a good thing, then you maybe you have to go out and begin to look for that relationship to find the right fit. If you need an advisor to help you create and manage these things over your retirement lifetime, really it's kind of a value test. We've had ones where people have taken the survey, gone to an advisor, and they said, we don't do those things. We've had people take the survey as a checklist to an advisor, and they said, you know, well, I could do this, but it's going to cost you this much, which was ridiculous. So again, you've got to feel comfortable with it, but it's a great starting point. And there's no obligation. There's no hook to it. There's none of that stuff. So all you need to do is go to retirementradio7.com to take the seven-minute retirement checkup. No cost, no obligation, retirementradio7.com. And if you'd like to talk with someone, as always, you can call 888-888-5601. Well, thank you for joining us today. We covered so much ground. We'll be back again next week, and we hope you will be too. Forget more retirement with Bruce Smith. Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the WealthCare Investment Center. At WealthCare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial markets, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Advisory services offered through the WealthCare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the WealthCare Investment Center.